G'day, it's Sunday, I'm Scott Gibbons and this is On The Road. So if you're ready to be on the road, I'm ready to be on the road, let's get on the road together and we're going to learn all about caravans and motorhomes and maybe some camper trailers and tents and places to go and see. We're going to explore Australia together. This is going to be fun. If you're ready, fasten the seatbelt, we're on the road. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. Four-wheel drives. Aren't they just the best fun? I've got mine, but mine's in the doctors at the moment, as you probably know, because I blew a turbo. So the turbo's being uh, replaced. Uh, in fact, both turbos are being replaced because I've got two turbos on there. And uh, yeah, so I'll give you a full report once I've got the full report back and I'll let you know who's doing the work and I'll tell you who they are, where they are because at this stage they've been recommended to me and I'm really, really happy with the recommendation and I will fill you in on all the things. But if we're talking four-wheel drives, not all four-wheel drives are big. Not all of them are big. Some of them are small and the smallest I reckon would be the Suzuki Jimny. Now, if you're looking to get into four-wheel driving, the Suzuki Jimny, if you want something new, they are just the best fun. Now, this new Jimny, to be fair, I have not yet driven it. I have read every report out there, but I have not yet driven. I'm waiting to drive it. But based on the previous models, the little Suzukis and whatnot, because they started, oh, a long time ago, back in about 1970, I reckon it was, with uh, with the LJ10A. <clears throat> now it was, pardon me, it was a beauty and some of the things that people have done with those are just <laughs> phenomenal. But the new one is just as cute as. Now you've got everything in there that you want. You've got a seven inch multimedia system, it integrates satellite navigation, it's got a reversing camera, you've got Apple CarPlay, you've got Android Auto. But the thing is, this has been designed for four wheel driving. It's not something that's that started off as a two-wheel drive and let's upgrade it. No, it's designed as a four-wheel drive. So whether you're navigating the bush or you're trying to go off a really good beaten track or you just want to drive it around town, it's a little beauty. Now, you've got ample space. It's practical. You've got good storage features. The thing is that the rear storage area can be expanded. You can fold the rear seats and the floor and the seat backs are then resin-coated or rosin-coated, whichever school you went to, for easy removal of dirt. So that's terrific. Then they've got screw holes. They're provided additional support for the optional accessories, like your luggage bars or utility hooks, just to give you that more flexibility. And, of course, there's a rear power socket in there, so you can power your other things, your appliances and tools that you've got behind the vehicle. So that's good. But up front, you've got pockets, you've got trays, you've got smartphone area, um, you've, got, you've got beverage holders, you've got the lot. And there's USB and everything else. But it's the four-wheel driving that's the important part. So it's comfy, it's small, it's light, it's incredibly robust. But the beaut part is, it is a genuine four-wheel drive. So you can, when I say a genuine four-wheel drive, you get many vehicles that they say a four-wheel drive, meaning they're all-wheel drive. A real four-wheel drive has low range, and the Suzuki Jimny has low range. So you can slip the lever into 4L when it gets really tough. That'll give you maximum torque, maximum traction, and of course, on uh, your off-road trails and your tracks and whatnot, even in snow, it's going to be good. When you get back on the blacktop, you just drop it back into 4H, and you're going again. You've got four-wheel drive, but at higher speeds. So that's terrific. And then when you get to the paved roads, you shift it back into 2H, which is two-wheel drive, high range. 
and away you go again. So you've got all grip all the time. It's just fantastic. Anytime you want four-wheel drive, it's there for you. So it was designed to not be a compromise. It was designed to be really robust. It's got a ladder frame, and it's just terrific. So if you want to, go and have a look at one of those. You can get it a four-speed automatic or a five-speed manual. You've got hill hold control. You've got hill descent control. It's all there for you, and it's coming with a five-year warranty and capped price service. So you've got five-year unlimited kilometre warranty and a five-year 100,000-kilometre capped price service. Now, that says a heck of a lot. Good on you, Suzuki. Good on you. So all you've got to do is find a Suzuki dealer somewhere near you. They're around all over the place, and I tell you, they've got a great reputation. So go and have a look at one, and the colours, the colours are so good. So you have a look at that. I'll give you another report on something else very, very shortly. Now, RV Daily's just come in and it's telling us what is on, some of the things that you can do and some of those, they're scattered all the way around Australia. So if you want to go to the Perth four-wheel drive at Adventure Show, that's on in Perth, Western Australia, November 8 to November 10, 2019. So all the things four-wheel drive, all the things off-road adventure, you just head to Perth and there's a whole list of exhibitors there, including off-road campers and caravans, all the normal things that you would expect to do. So that's November 8 to November 10, 2019. What else is coming up? Well, there's the Million Dollar Fish. The Million Dollar Fish, that's something you've got to catch. That's in the Northern Territory. It starts, obviously, early, October 1, 2019, but it goes through until March 30, 2020. Now, that's the Northern Territory's Million Dollar Fish competition. Yeah, it's on again. It's promising major money to anyone who catches a specifically tagged barramundi over the summer months. Now, there's six fish tagged at a million dollars, 100 fish tagged at 10,000, and 20 fish tagged at $5,000. So the idea is aimed at encouraging people to stay, play, and fish in the top end. You can get more info on that. I guess if you just Google million dollar fish Northern Territory, you'll get it. Northern Territory, you'll get it. So that's the way. Uh, Vision Australia's Carols by Candlelight, that's on in Melbourne, November, sorry, not November, December 24, December 24, Carols by Candlelight, and that's, it's a uniquely Australian pastime, it's fabulous, it's televised, it supports Vision Australia, and uh, if you can do anything to support Vision Australia, then you do it, they are just fabulous, a fabulous charity, so Vision Australia, but that's Carols by Candlelight, that's in Melbourne, December 24, there's the Taste of Tasmania in Hobart, that's December 28, 2019, until January 3, 2020. It's Australia's biggest and longest-running food and wine festival. It's the Taste of Tasmania. It's a celebration of the Apple Isles' wonderful local food, wine and produce, and it's held on Hobart's Harbour Front. Now, if you haven't seen Hobart's Harbour Front, then you have missed out. You've got to do it. And, of course, if it's down there... If you're going to be down there for January 3 for the Taste of Tasmania, then you might as well stick around because the yacht should be coming in about that, I would reckon. Uh, some of the yachts would be there. So that would be a lovely thing to do. That's from the Sydney to Hobart race. So it's held on Hobart's waterfront. It's loaded with music and performances and, of course, gourmet food. And, of course, there's also the fabulous New Year's Eve party as part of the schedule. And the big one, the Toyota Country Music Festival at Tamworth. Now that's January 17 to January 26. It is the largest music festival in the Southern Hemisphere. It's going to return. It's it's there. It's at Tamworth. It's a music festival. It's got over 700 artists and they're playing in 2,800 scheduled events across 
120 venues. So there's free, there's free acts and there's also ticketed events, including buskers lining the main street. Now, Peel Street is the main street. And if you haven't seen the... I'm telling you, the, the talent, the talent in Peel Street is phenomenal. So it's very colourful, it's very Aussie, it's very country... And you will you'll love the atmosphere. It's it's one of those real family things that you can go to. Family. You know, it's not it's not rude, it's not ugly, it's lovely. So it's the Toyota Country Music Festival at Tamworth. That's January 17 to January 26, 2020. There's some more. That's probably the the uh, some of the things for you to do. You enjoy yourselves, get out on the road. We're out on the road. This is On the Road with Scott Gibbons, and we love having you with us. So stick around. There's always more coming up on the show every Sunday between 1 and 2. So there's some music coming up. I reckon you should have a song. I'm going to let Jason pick something out that's an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie as, and he'll do that for you right now.
Now here's a real good story, a real good story. The Monato Zoo, that's M-O-N-A-R-T-O, Monato Zoo in South Australia, they're going to be changing their name to the Monato Safari Park. And that's because Jerry Ryan, O-A-M, who is part of, if you will, the man behind Jaco, he's, he's tipping in $40 million dollars. 40, 4-0 million in private investment to construct a luxury resort, a luxury resort and glamping facilities in an exciting coup for Monato Zoo. So it's going to broaden the tourism industry there. It's all about South Australia and it's going to be fabulous. So the expansion will see the luxury resort with hotel rooms, the conference centre, some function areas, restaurant spaces, uh, luxury eco glamping facilities, the general public are just going to have the best time and then they'll be launching new tours and offerings including safari experiences with specifically specially designed open-sided vehicles and a 35,000 square meter walkthrough Lima experience. So they're going to drive through some of the most radical areas or, or radical animal areas if you like with open-sided vehicles. It's going to be the biggest thing as far as safari tourism goes, outside of Africa. And it's all within an hour's drive of Adelaide. So it's $40 million worth. It's going to be amazing. But the beautiful thing is, too, that the the government, the South Australian Federal Government, they're going to build a whole new visitor centre, and that's just on $17 million worth as well. So the federal and state government are pitching in there, So this is just going to be enormous. So South Australia, hey, well done. You're really going to be on the map. Now, when does it open? Well, the zoo's already there, but they're going to be doing this progressively and it will, the opening of the accommodation facilities will be by 2022. Now, really, you know, we're just about at 2020 now, so you're only talking two years away. So as far as your forward planning goes, you better start forward planning. The visitor centre will open in 2021. But they'll be launching these new tours, including safari experiences, as I said, with the open-sided tours through herds of roaming animals. It's going to be magic. So it's set off on, a, on an African safari. You watch the animals roam, all from the comfort and safety of the safari vehicle. But you, you, you might as well be in Africa. But you haven't got the jet lag, and you haven't got to go to South Africa or Africa. You get to go to Adelaide. Now, if you're going to go to Adelaide, then you're going to go to South Australia. If you're going to go to South Australia, you might as well listen to John Williamson, Bound for South Australia. Hey, you enjoy. Gee, it's good being with you on a Sunday. So, John Williamson, Bound for South Australia. Good on you. In South Australia, I was born, paid away. 
Hey, the new Land Rover Defender is coming out next year. Prices have already been released. If you go to their website, you can you can price up. You can use their website. It's quite a brilliant website. And you can price up a vehicle to suit you so that it actually comes out, prices up. It's quite an excellent website. You'll love it. However, however, the new Defender is really, really, it looks to be, because no one's seen it in the flesh yet, certainly here, but it looks to be really nice. Nice. Now, there's a fellow overseas. His name's Jim Ratcliffe, and he's a four, four-wheel drive enthusiast. And he, he wants to replace, if you will, the Defender with a really robust, basic four-wheel drive. Because the new one that's coming out is really, really nice. It's somewhat like a... I guess you could confuse it between a, a Discovery and a Range Rover. It's got all the lovely features, so it's going to be different again. But what this fellow's going to do is he's going to build what he terms the spiritual successor to the Defender. So he's he's going to build an uncompromising four-wheel drive. It's going to be new from the ground up, all new architecture, inspired by the original, such as the Jeep and the Series 1 Land Rover and the J4200 Land Cruiser. And he's going to call it INEOS, I-N-E-O-S. So 
It's going to be powered with BMW. They're, they're going to supply the engines for it. But according to the industry reports, it's going to be produced in England. Uh, it's going to be, uh, some parts are going to come in from Portugal, so it'll be a combo from both. He'd had talks with the Welsh government and whatnot. They've, they look like that they're going to commit lots of money, like millions. And he's currently uh, got a Ford factory that's going to close. So Ineos, I-N-E-O-S, are going to go there. And this is going to be just a, a terrific, terrific vehicle. So Ineos, keep an eye on that. Uh, it's probably going to be oh, another couple of years or so before you get anything serious on it. But I-N-E-O-S, you go and check that out. It's going to be called, it's called Project Grenadier, G-R-E-N-A-D-I-E-R. So you can have a look at that. So if you just Google Project, P-R-O-J-E-K-T, P-R-O-J-E-K-T, Grenadier, G-R-E-N-A-D-I-E-R. You have a look at that. You'll find out some more about it. It's going to be a good thing to follow, but it's going to be a basic. And I think the world is happy to have a basic, a bit like the Suzuki Jimny, but this will be bigger again. So there you go. You enjoy that. And because he didn't just accept what Land Rover were going to do, he's doing his own thing, he just sort of said, hey, Kesara, we're going to move on and do our own thing. And that's what Normie Rowe does. So you listen to Normie Rowe sing Kesara. When I was just a little boy, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be handsome? Will I be rich? This was what she said to me. Sarah, 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 Sarah,
Uh, how good is Normie? Normie is just fabulous. I met him, uh, oh, it must be a couple of years ago. I was doing a charity gig and met Normie there. We went down, we had a drink. By golly, he's an interesting fella, a real good bloke, real good bloke. So let's talk about Just Japs Auto Imports. Now, they're not exactly four-wheel drive people. Uh, they'll help you, they'll do everything they can, but not all of us have got a four-wheel drive. Some of us have just got Japanese vehicles and you want some parts for it, in which case you go to Just Jap. Dot com, justjap.com. Now they've got everything, everything, accessories that you want. I think they've got something like 20,000 parts. Now they're, they're Aussie, they're called Just Jap, but they're Aussies. And they're just in Kirawee, which is down south, Kirawee, but you'll find them. All you've got to do is just go to justjap.com. But if you want accessories or parts for the body or brakes or driveline or electrical or engine or seats or suspension or wheels and tyres, or if you've got a GTR, a Nissan GTR, and you want to know all about it, these people have been in the Target Tasmania, I think. Oh, it must be coming up for, let's see, oh, 19, 20 years they've been doing that, so they know all about how to get the best performance out of your vehicle. So, excellent. If you want to know about car care or carbon fibre or anything to do with the exterior, whether you want aero parts or badges and stickers or... Uh, JDM style license plates or roll cages or gear knobs or sports seats. If you know somebody that's got a Japanese vehicle and they want to make it look good, sound good, feel good, drive good, then you talk to justjap.com. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, so good to be with you now. Maybe you've got a jack, and we all know that we need a jack from time to time, especially if you've got a jack up your caravan or your car or whatever, and maybe. You've bought a product called Big Red Jack. Now, if you have, then you're about to get a refund on it. I would suggest if you've got one of the models that have just been recalled. So if you go into Unsealed 4x4, they're just telling us about the Big Red Jack. And uh, it's mainly a Victorian product, but because it was sold on the website, it's best that we tell you about it as well. So there were six models that were produced and sold between... Uh, May 2018 and June 2019. So it covers the jacks from the bottle to the scissor jack and the recall is because they're non-compliant overload protection. So that can lead to a vehicle collapsing on a consumer causing severe injury or even death. Now we don't want that so we've got to tell you all about it. So if you've got the Torrin, T-O-R-I-N, big red and that's the two-ton scissor or the two-ton hydraulic, the four-ton hydraulic, the four-ton double, the six-ton hydraulic, the eight-ton double, then just check the, the model number and contact sales at bigredjackste.com.au. Sales at bigredjackste.com.au for a full refund. So it's just a reminder that when you're working on your four-wheel drive or your caravan, that you don't just rely on the jack, that you should always use axle stands as well. So axle stands, you can get them from cheap, super cheap, they're terrific things, but you never jack a vehicle on an angle and you always locate your jack on a solid base and then always consult your owner's manual for other jacking points. Hey you, with Scott Gibbons. Oh, we're having so much fun and if you want some fun, some extra fun, and you've got a little bit of time on your hands, then consider doing the variety the children's charity, four-wheel drive adventure. I'm telling you, it's a blast. I've done it nine times. It's only done once a year, and it's exceptional. Now, this one that they're doing is really, really good. Every year, it's a different route every year. 
But this one is magic. It's called the Variety Four-Wheel Drive Adventure Breakwater to Beach 2020. Now, official dates are 22 to 22nd of March. It's really the 21st because they have a get-together the day before. But it is just sensational. You're going to have beach runs, creek crossings, fire trails. Uh, there's no camping. It's all best in town accommodation. So although we go off-road, although we do all the rough stuff, all the dirty stuff, we then go back into a town and have the best in town accommodation. So it's it's all sorted for you. The ladies love it because there is nothing, nothing to do. There's no washing up, there's no cooking, nothing. It's a great holiday. Now, let me tell you some more about it. This one, it's going to cost you $6,580, including GST. Now, that gets you your vehicle and two people into the event. Now, that's made up. What you do is you pay an initial $500 deposit, then you'll pay a second deposit of $2,500, which brings you up to a $3,000 totally tax-deductible donation. So that's three grand. that's a donation. Then the balance goes into your provisions fee. Now, your provisions fee, that covers so much. It's got uh, entertainment, some merchandise, happy hour that you're going to have, uh, meals, uh, accommodation. It, it's just fabulous. So you will really really enjoy it. Now I think, I think there's only two spots left. They only take 40 cars and I think there's only two spots left. So if you want to find out more about it, so it includes everything, but you're not camping, you're not roughing it. This is class. So you get great accommodation every night, but the off-roading is fabulous. So where's it going? Well, you're going from Foster in New South Wales, then we'll head to Old Bar, you'll go Port Macquarie, you'll go Kempsey, you go Nembucca Heads. We finish off in Coffs Harbour, However, however, as much of it as off-road as possible, and you'll really enjoy the off-road stuff, you'll really like the people that go on there. And Variety, the children's charity, what do they do? Well, they support children. They support children. So it's, it's the disadvantaged child. Uh, it's maybe a child that, that has cerebral palsy or has some disability. And, and these kids, when you find out what Variety do for them, by golly, your heart just opens up and you and you want to do more and more and more. But this is the fun way of doing it. So if you want to find out more, then what you've got to do is go to Variety, the children's charity, and you can talk to Stuart Telfer. Stuart's the motoring events manager. You can ring him, get your pencil handy, get your little borrow handy. Here it goes. It's a Sydney number, 9819-1009. So 9819-1009. Or you can email him, uh, which is motoring events at varietynsw.org.au. That's motoring events at varietynsw.org.au. And I think there's only two spots left. So you're going to have a great time with that. I reckon you're just going to love it. G'day, it's Scott Gibbons. You're on the road and I guess you're getting ready to go on the road as well because Santa Claus is coming to town. Christmas time is coming. And there's things you've got to be doing. So one of those things you'll be doing, apart from Santa doing all the packing of his toys in his sleigh, you'll no doubt be packing your vehicle and your van, your motorhome, your camper trailer, back of your station wagon, the boot of your car, whatever it be, and you've got to know what to pack. Now, over years, I've learned to have a list. I'm one of those males that just loves lists. So I've got my little list book, and my little list book says, packing checklist. So you've got to pack your food, you've got to pack your cooking utensils, you've got to pack bedding, clothing, 
footwear, your toiletries, first aid kit, got to have your first aid kit, your walking equipment if you need it, you know, those walking sticks and whatnot, uh, camping equipment, your communications equipment, your UHF, maybe your sat phone, maybe your EPIRB, whatever you need, tools for your vehicle and repairing your vehicle, like basic tools for maintenance, your electrical spares, some fuses, never go astray, fuses, your tyre repair equipment, your fuel oil, fuel, oil and lubricants. Now, I always pack spare oil, always pack spare oil. The one time I didn't is the time I needed it. The one time I didn't is the time I needed it. Spare oil, really important. Outback equipment, so what is that? What's outback equipment? It's the stuff that you need if you're going out, but what do you need? Like maybe you need a fly net for your head. Uh, maybe you need uh, the extra webbing that goes around the bottom of your trousers so that you don't get all the burrs and things on there. Your better boots, of course. So that sort of thing. Your general vehicle spares, maybe spare fan belts, that sort of thing, very important. Your caravan spares. Now, what's a caravan spare? Gee, it could be anything. Um, I always keep uh, a tube of glue, you know, that instant glue, super glue, I think they call it. I always keep a tube of that in there. And the number of times I need to use it is amazing. Something will always break. It might just be the clip on the door. And you've got the two pieces, and all you need to do is glue it together. Otherwise, it's annoying. So you need that. Just the incidentals that you're going to have, and then you're basically ready. So we said that you're going to need food and cooking equipment, so you need your cutlery, don't you? You need your cutlery. Now, you might already have all this, but sometimes you come back and you unpack, and everything's gone back in the house, and you think, ah, I'll remember. Well, okay, we're just giving you that little bit of a hint. So your cutlery, your knife and fork, your spoons for each person that's going, your plate and your bowl, your cups, of course. The billy, if you've got a billy, like there's no better tea than billy. So you know, if you don't know how to make billy tea, then look it up on YouTube. But getting that swing right is pretty important. Your saucepans, of course, and your fry pan and your griller and your egg lifter and your preparation knife and your tea towels and your can opener and your bottle opener because the number of times you might need it, it's there. Your dishcloths, maybe you want some steel wool, maybe you want some soap, your rubbish bags, some scissors, that's an optional thing, but scissors, pretty important to have. A cooking stand, barbecue plate, your camp oven, if you're doing uh, open fire cooking, bearing in mind, check the fire rating on whether you're allowed to do that or not. Your toasting fork, your paper towels, your tongs, those sorts of things, you want to have them. And then, don't forget, you've got to take your food. So you've got to take extra canned food, dehydrated food, just in case there's an emergency and, and allow for bags to put your rubbish in because we don't leave rubbish anywhere. We take our rubbish with us. So then you're going to need some bread and milk. Now you might make damper on the road. That would be terrific. Golly, making damper on the road, that would be terrific. Oh, if you're going to do that, then of course you've got to have some butter or some spread and you've got to have your jam and you've got to have your honey. Oh, Fabulous. You're going to have a great time. Uh, potatoes are good. Now, you can either have whole potatoes or you can even use powdered potatoes if you want. Vegetables for cooking, vegetables for salad, some fruit, of course. Maybe you want some bickies and some fruit cake, some cheese and butter and margarine. We mentioned about the spreads and whatnot. And then you've got the assorted canned fruit, uh, vegetables. Um, you can even have meat 
from a can if you want. So you can have spam or mixed meats from a can. Eggs, cooking oil, your jam, your peanut butter, your Vegemite, your honey, your tea, your coffee, your sugar, your pepper, your salt, your sauce. If you want some garlic, take some garlic with you. You've got some fresh meat or your cryovacuum meals. Now, cryovacuum, that's really good. That's really good. Taking the air out, if you've got one of those those air packets that just sucks the air out and then and then makes it into a plastic bag and by golly, all the uh, that's a really good thing to do. Then you've got your drink, uh, your soft drink, your cordial, your beer if you're taking beer, your wine, whatever you're taking, and then some bickies which can be a bread substitute. So it might be rivetas and some nibbles of course and don't forget detergent because you need detergent to do your washing up and you need a washing up bucket. You might need a bucket. Now you might have a sink already, but if you don't, if you're going camping, camping, then you need a bucket. So you need that. I've got um, I've got a dish that I use, a plastic dish, and I've got a fold-up bucket so that I can I, I don't take up all the space. And the fold-up bucket sits in the dish. Everything's good. All the equipment's in there in a little pack. So when I need it, I just pull it out. Everything is done. So there you go. I reckon you're going to be a star. I, I reckon you do all that, and you're just going to have the best trip. And if we're talking about the star, then you've got to talk about Ross D. Wiley because Ross D. Wiley sang the star. Why don't we listen to that? Because Ross D. Wiley, by golly, he is good. So you enjoy that, and we'll be back with you in just a little bit. And that list is there for you. Good on you. Enjoy your trip. Enjoy Ross D. Wiley. Look at me now. I'm alone. Say he's a star And he's sure to go far Ain't he pretty Look at me now Do they know For the love Of that girl I would give All I have For a moment of love Say
Ross Wiley has followed up to Funny Man, the star. We have to go so quickly round Australia now. In New South Wales, my sentimental friend is on top in the year 2525 number two and Honky Tonkman number three. Here in Victoria, one by Johnny Farn, the top seller. Honky Tonk Girls number two in the ghetto, third placing. In, uh, in uh, uh, Queensland, Honky Tonk Girls, Sugar Sugar number two in the ghetto number three. In uh, South Australia, Good Morning Starshine by Oliver, Please Don't Go by Barry Crocker, and In the Ghetto is number three. Over in Western Australia, Sugar Sugar by the Archies, Honky Tonk Woman, and Give Peace a Chance by the Plastic Ono Band. And down in Hobart, Tasmania, Time is Tight, The Trala Song, and The Girl That I Love by our Russell Morris. That takes us off until the same time next week. Trust you enjoyed the program. Be here bright and smiling at the same time next week. Hey, Dick Williams wishing you well and saying bye for now. Oh, Rusty Wiley, I just think he's got a sensational voice. Good on you, Rusty Wiley. Now, we're talking about packing because Christmas is coming, Santa Claus is coming to town, all of that, and we're going through some of the things that should be on your list. And then we mentioned bedding. Now, bedding, one of the most important things, if you're going away with kids, is to make sure that you remember their cuddle toy. You know, their little sleep toy? So it might be the teddy bear, it might be the bar lamb, it might be any of those things, but if you don't take that... It's not going to be a good holiday. And importantly, make sure it doesn't get lost. That's got to be, I would reckon, one of the most important things to have on your trip and to make sure that it's looked after. So pillows, you've got to take your favourite pillow and blankets and maybe your doona, your sheets, your sleeping bag, if you're just doing a sleeping bag. However you're doing it, a ground sheet if you're doing a sleeping bag as well. And then your, your rucksack or your sausage bag so that you can put other things in there. Um, so that if you're going for a walk, you've, you've got all those goodies in there. Don't forget your water. Water's really important. And then clothing and footwear. Now, water, it's not just your little drink bottle. You're going to need some spare water anyway. You've got to allow how much water per person for how long that you're going to be away for that you're not able to reload with water. And again, if you're going to see our country cousins, you don't want to take their water. They don't have any. So you take your water you need. And if you can, take a whole lot more to give to them. And if you've got some space to take packs and packs and packs of bottled water, you do that. That would be a lovely, lovely thing to do. And it's Christmas time, so time for giving. So then you've got your clothing and footwear. You've got your trousers, shirts, dresses, obviously, if you're wearing those, and your underwear, socks. Now, Jimmy, we talked to Jimmy a little while ago, and he said when you're packing, take all your clothing you're going to take, take half of it back and double up on your underwear. If you remember that. Double up on your underwear. You don't need as much clothing as you think you're going to take, but you get your socks and your hankies and your jammies. Your shorts, of course. Uh, maybe a jumper or a light jacket or a heavy jacket, depending upon where you're going. Towels. You need towels. You need your raincoat. You need your hat. You need your fly net, your walking shoes or your work boots or your desert boots or whatever you're going to use. Sand shoes, uh, even rubber boots if you're going to use those. Those plastic clogs that you buy, those uh, what do they call them, crocs? Those, I mean, they're really good. If you're walking through, you're doing a creek crossing and you're going to walk it, they're really good because it, they can protect your feet from what's underneath, but they also don't get all soggy. 
you know, they let the water out, so really good stuff. So modify your clothing, obviously, to suit the trip, whether you go in summer or winter or whatever. If you're going here, then, of course, it's going to be summertime, so that's important. Then you've got your toiletries. Don't forget you've got soap and toilet paper and your toothbrush and your toothpaste and shaving gear. If you're going to shave, your razor blades or your 12-volt electric, your hairbrush, your mirror, your hair comb, your face washer, some baby wipes, they're good. They're good. Make sure you burn those. If you can, if you can do a fire, then burn those. Don't just or take them away with you, but don't leave them in the ground. Same thing. Uh, just look after our country. Look after it. Your shampoo, conditioner, of course. First aid kit. We mentioned that. Very important. Personal medication. If you're travelling in remote areas, make sure you've got the medications that you need. Your comprehensive first aid kit. Your skin cream. Your burn cream. Uh, your sunburn cream, band-aids, of course, your headache tablets, uh, maybe some Dexel in case you get a, a bit of an upset tummy, some cough medicine or lozenges or eye drops, ear drops, lips, lip uh, and, and hand moisturising cream, that sort of stuff. Then you've got your walking equipment. You might need a GPS or your compass, your map, a whistle, your pocket knife. Pocket knives, by golly, they're important. Now, the pocket knife, you might now be using a multi-tool, but nevertheless, you've got the knife. Waterproof matches, you might need those. A small torch, of course, uh, even if you've got the torch on your on your cap or, uh, or you know, the headlamp, they call it. You've got those. Very, very good. Small signalling mirror. Don't forget one of those, just in case. You've got your water bottle, you've got your rain jacket. And again, if you're going walking, then you've got to take some food and water with you. That's... That's vital. Then you've got your, tent, your, your camping equipment, your tent pegs and poles and ropes. And We said about your swag and your stretcher and your annex, your power lead. All these things, I mean, you don't realise how much you can take. Now, you might not need to take all of this stuff at all. You might be, you might be already sorted. It's already in your van, and that's fine. Tick, you're done, but it's the other people that are new to it, and we've got to talk to them. But importantly... Don't overload and, and don't, don't take so much that there's no room for you and there's no comfort. So, you know, it's, it's all a matter of, like Jimmy says, put everything out, put half back, double up on your underwear, but the important things you do need. So you might need your power lead, of course. You might need some fold-up chairs. Fill up your gas cylinders. Fill them up before you go. Uh, you might need, you, you, we talked about plastic, but your funnel. You'll need a funnel, again, if you need to put oil in, it's really hard to put oil in without a funnel. Now, again, I always travel with a funnel. Always, 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 except for that once. Except for the once. And when did I need it? That once. So there's the thing. There's the rule. So you might need some water sterilizing tablets. You might need some extra rope, some small clothesline and pegs, a shovel and axe, of course, uh, your tarpaulin or a ground sheet, uh, Washing powder we mentioned, washing up liquid we mentioned, so those sorts of things. And then you've got your UHF radio, your sat phone, maybe a HF radio if you're really going into the, into the boonies, but if you've got a sat phone, then you might be okay. And then your EPIRB. And then what we'll do is we'll come back and talk to you about some of the other things that you can take just in case, just in case. But in the meantime, I reckon if you're going to pack all of that stuff you're going to be packing right through until about midnight. So why don't we enjoy Ray Brown and the Whispers and the Midnight Hour. Ray Brown and the Whispers, the Midnight Hour. You're going to have some fun. Christmas is coming. Hey, it's going to be a great time. You're on the road. This is Scott Gibbons. I love being with you on a Sunday. You enjoy this and start packing. Good on you. 
Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. It's Sunday. We're on the road. We're going through some lists that will help you pack because, as we said, Santa Claus is coming to town. So you're going to maybe be going away at school holiday time. Maybe you're hitting the road. Maybe you've got your van, your camper trailer, your motorhome, your swag, whatever it be, and there's things that you might need. Now, we talked about various things. This segment, we're going to talk about some of the tools that you need for repairs and maintenance. So you'll need your spanners, of course, your ring spanners, your open-ended spanners, your sockets and drives and screwdrivers, your multi-grip pliers, uh, engineer's hammer maybe, cold chisel. Uh, what else do we need? Oh, soldering iron, maybe a soldering iron. And if you can get one, uh, I'd get a 12-volt one, uh, just in case you need to do some uh, repairs. And then you need some solder and flux, of course. So that's that's something to maybe put on your list. You might need that. A hacksaw is always good. A hacksaw with spare blades. Uh, that's something. Don't forget your uh, your RP7, your CRC, uh, your WD40, something like that, which is your, your lubricant fluid that will take away some of the moisture because if you get your engine wet, then you're going to need something like that. Uh, what else? Oh, by golly. Oh, maybe we mentioned spare fuses, of course. Electrical tape, that's important. Gaffer tape's important. Uh, rescue tape's important, so consider some of those. Then you've got your spare bulbs. You might need spare electrical bulbs, spare tail light bulbs, um, of course, insulation tape. You might need some heavy-duty jumper leads, and again, if your car's full of computers, make sure you read your handbook so you know how to use those so you don't... Uh, you don't just destroy all your electricals. Make sure you know how to use those. And whoever is, is going to put those on for you, that they know how to put them on. Very, very important. Different handbooks will tell you, but it is important. So there you go. That's a winner. And then you've got your tyre repair equipment. Most people don't use tubes anymore. If you are using tubes and, and it's a long trip, then take a couple of spare tubes. But you at least, at least need your one good spare and make sure that that's inflated and if you've got a, a second spare to take along then that's that could be worthwhile of course you need a pump now whether it's a hand pump or electrical pump that's up to you but the electrical ones are so much simpler you may need a, a tire kit so that's your tire levers of course you've got your tire gauge you've got your tire pliers you need some valve inserts uh, and you might need well I think you've got to have one, uh, is, is your puncture repair kit. So you should have that with you as well. Don't forget to make sure that you've got your wheel brace there as well. Uh, whether you're using the 12 volt or whether you're using the, the four-sided or whether you're using the one that came from the factory, just make sure you've got that. And your jack, make sure there's a jacking plate if you need a jacking plate or take a spare piece of solid timber, something good. And maybe a little tarp that you can put down because if you need to get underneath the car, you've got that and possibly a big, large rubber mallet. So they, that's something for you. Then you need your fuel and your water. Uh, you, you're going to need your spare oil. We covered that. Brake fluid might be something you need. A grease gun, that's an optional thing, but totally up to you. Engine coolant might be something that's important to pack for you. You know your vehicle better than me. Then if you're going out back, you might need some sand tracks, or don't forget your bog out. Bog and if Santa Claus is coming and they tell me he is, bog out might be the thing that you want to buy yourself for for Christmas. And and if Santa's not going to do it, you you do it. I mean, put it on the list. But if Santa doesn't get it for you, uh, then you'll be naughty. So just to make sure that uh, you're not in the naughty book, I'll just buy you buy it yourself. 
So you just get on to bogout.com.au, bogout, B-O-G-O-U-T.com.au, and that's like a winch in a bag. That's something that is so simple, so light, you don't need the big bull bar, you don't need the big electric winch. Even if you've got the winch on the front, have a bog out so that if you need to reverse out, if you need to, if you get into somewhere that you can't pull yourself out of and you need to come back, then the bog out's going to help you, whereas the winch probably won't. So spare D shackles is something to have. Um, your snatch block, of course, uh, your shovel, you need a shovel, you might need an axe, you might even need a bushman saw, you might need a power saw like a chainsaw or something, that's something to consider. Uh, your tree protector, don't forget that. Gloves, really important. You need a really good leather gloves because your know, cables, if you're playing with cables or trees or anything sharp, then those gloves, they're going to save you a lot. Don't forget you're going to have your maps and, and your GPS. And then you've got your general spares. So, you know, spare clips, maybe spare uh, brake hoses. I don't know. You, you know where you're going. Exhaust pipe brackets, those sorts of things. Windscreen washer fluid, all of those. But a fire extinguisher, that's something you can't go anywhere without, I would reckon. A fire extinguisher and your fire blanket. Now, if you've got a caravan, you've got a fire extinguisher and your fire blanket probably in there. Uh, I've got an extinguisher in the car as well, just because, just because. And then you've got your electric drill, maybe. And if you're going uh, caravanning, then maybe you're going to need some caravan spares as well, and that's something for you to consider again. Maybe again, spare tyres, spare tubes, that sort of thing. Uh, don't forget the incidental items like your camera. Now, maybe you're using your smartphone, good good idea, but if you're really into photography, make sure that you've got a good dust and waterproof bag, and if you've got good gear, then obviously I would imagine you've got those already. A little mending kit, you know, if you, if you put a little hole in something, a little mending kit. Uh, notebook, pencil, that's, that's something that a lot of people forget now. Your driver's licence... Make sure you've got that. Now, you can get an app now if you're in New South Wales. You can get an app. And that can go onto your smartphone. Importantly, uh, if you're driving, don't pull your smartphone. If the policeman comes up to your window, don't pull your smartphone out. Tell him or advise him that your license is on your smartphone. Is it okay if I reach and get my smartphone? Because if you do it the wrong way, you may get fined. Binoculars you might need. That might be something you want. A torch, of course. We did mention a torch, but... Don't forget, a torch. You might need permits or passes to get into some national parks or Aboriginal reserves. And your sunnies, you do need your sunglasses. And then you've got to pack things properly. So again, if you've got a caravan, pack things lower to the floor and preferably not to the rear of your van. If you have to, put them more to the front because you don't want, if you put all the weight to the rear of your van, you're going to get up sway. And that's not good. That's not good. So... Everyone's counting on you to make sure that you pack properly. A lot of lists there, a lot of lists. A lot of it's common sense, most of it's common sense. And you've probably packed before, but the important thing is go to bed, think about what is likely to happen, what do you need, and you just pack it. And then if it's too heavy, too bulky, too whatever, then you make the decision, you make the call. But everyone's counting on you. And you probably know the song, and if you don't, then I'm going to get it played for you right now, which is Johnny O'Keefe singing I'm Counting On You. This was number one in October 1961. October 61, this was number one in Australia. Johnny O'Keefe, I'm Counting On You. By golly, he was the king. He was the king. And sadly, uh, we lost him. 
But however, Johnny O'Keefe, here he comes. You go and enjoy that. Hey, I love being with you on a Sunday. This is Scott Gibbons. You're on the road. And don't forget to go to Paramans, by the way. If you're looking to get your van serviced and getting it serviced now before Christmas, you, you need to get onto it really, really quickly. But Paravans, Paravans in Windsor, they're the place to go and see. You just go and see. Give them a call first. Make sure you're booking. You can't just rock in with your van. You give them a call first. Paravans, P-A-R-R-A-V-A-N-S, Paravans in Windsor. You'll love them. They're great, great, great people. Here's Johnny O'Keefe. I'm counting on you. Number one in 1961. You enjoy this. for listening into On The Road. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you have, then listen in again next Sunday between 1 and 2 and tell your friends to listen in. And the sponsors, you look after our sponsors because those sponsors are the ones that bring you the show. I'm Scott Gibbons. I'll see you next week between 1 and 2. 89.9 Hawkesbury Gold, the best in the West, between 1 and 2 every Sunday. We'll see you next week on the road. (laughs) 